Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, welcome to the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell. A few weeks ago, I was chatting with a friend whose firstborn will be starting freshman year of high school next week. She had some questions about what to expect and how to help her teen navigate high school. It reminded me of when my oldest started high school and how overwhelmed I felt. So I decided to reach out to friends and the high school hamster wheel community to crowdsource advice from parents of teens. I am certainly not an expert, but I am surrounded by high school moms and dads who have been there, done that, and who have wisdom and experience to share. I couldn't think of anyone better to join me in this episode than my favorite podcast moms, Susan Borison and Stephanie Silverman of Your Teen. As I've said before more than once, the best advice and support I have received has been from parents of teens who are a few years ahead of mine. We thought it would be fun to share the what to do advice on the Your Teen podcast and the what not to do here on the High School Hamster Wheel podcast. So be sure to tune in to Your Teen when you finish this episode. While our conversation is geared toward parents of freshmen, there's a lot here for parents of high schoolers, no matter what grade they're in. So let's get started. I'm so happy to have my new BFFs, Sue and Steph here from Your Teen Podcast. And this episode is sort of a I call it a tag team episode with Sue and Steph. They did the what to do for parents of rising high school freshmen episode. And this is the what not to do. Just our two cents, our advice through our experience. And they've had more kids go through high school than I have. So I I look to them, to the experts. Although a lot of what we're going to talk about today, I crowdsourced online because I wanted to hear from other parents. And uh, if you're a loyal listener, and you happen to chime in on that, you might hear something you said as well. So we're going to do the top 10 things not to do for freshman parents. And okay, I'm going to start. Number one, lunch. At least for the first two weeks, do not encourage your kid to buy hot lunch because the lines are long. The food, frankly, is not very good. Everybody's starting to learn the process, take out your ID, pay for the food, whatever it is. Your kid will be standing online waiting for food for a very long time. By the time they get to sit down, they won't have any time to eat. That's not going to weigh good on when they get home from school. So definitely encourage your kid to bring lunch at least for the first two weeks. All right. Number two. Sue, how about number two? Okay. So um, I want to start with the name, the title of a book by Frank Bruni, Where You Go Is Not Who You'll Be. And that is about college. And so we're just going to lay the groundwork here right now to say that four years of high school should not be about the destination college. 
So don't push your freshmen to take classes that will look on a college, look good on a college application. Just pull back from that whole story and let them see the next four years as a chance to explore and figure out who they are and who they want to become. I love that. You know, that's a, a passionate point for me. So I'm glad you brought that up. All right, Steph. All right. Next one. Do not pummel your freshmen with questions when they walk in the door or get in the car after school. They are exhausted and they're hungry. So welcome them home, feed them, feed them again, and then give them time to decompress from their day. And you'll definitely get more information later when they've kind of had time to settle in. Everybody's had their chance. Um, Just be happy to see them. Wise words. All right. Number four. Don't praise and reward their grades. Focus on recognizing their effort and their growth. Wow, you worked really hard on that science project. I can see all the detail that you put into it and all the effort and time you spent. Um, or wow, you've really come a long way this year in math. I know you were having a hard time with it and now you're, you seem to really be catching on and doing better. So it's all about the effort and the growth, not the grade. So can I jump in on that? Do you want to? Yeah. Okay. So one of the things I love about that is that we can be trained to change the way we talk about things. And it's so intuitive to reward an A and to the person who crosses the finish line first is the best. But we can really rethink that. And I, I don't know if my kids would say I've succeeded at it, but I worked really hard at just saying that you worked so hard for this. I'm so proud of you and not have it be dependent. Yeah. And our schools do, don't do a very good job of this, in my opinion. Yep. And I remember in middle school, there was always the straight A breakfast for all the kids who got straight A's. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what about the kids who worked really hard and brought their C up to a B? Just because you got straight A's doesn't mean you worked very hard. It's like the kids who get the perfect attendance award. Well, <laughs> what is that? That just, what that is just that? Means, <laughs> that means you came to school sick. Why reward people for that? I used to shake my head and be like, really? All right. Well, we all know what it feels like to have to be annoying to our kids because we were breathing or dancing or whatever else we might do to irritate them. But at the end of the day, pushing away our reaction as being personally insulted is the best thing we can do for ourselves and for our kids, because it's going to happen over and over and over again, that it feels like it's a personal assault. And even if it's about the way you breathe, it can't possibly be about the way you breathe. So stepping, (laughs) stepping away and just, you know, it's really like putting on some armor that protects you from that feeling like they're so mean to me. That's a really good way to put an armor. I like that. Okay, this one. I, I love this one because it it there's so much we can teach them in this one. So do not email their teachers. It's the time that they have to advocate for themselves. And I love this one because they're probably really uncomfortable with it. And you can say, hey, let's let's talk this through, or I can help you think how how to say this. And one of the things I've always said to the kids is it's not what you say, it is how you say it. So um really, I mean, they will still like randomly say to me, like, did I hit the right chord with this? Like, will you take a look at it? How does this sound to you? I want to make sure it doesn't sound blah or it doesn't. And I, and I think it's a, it's a muscle. So teaching them that they can do this for themselves um, and getting really comfortable that they are the ones contacting their teacher, their guidance counselor, whomever it is, because it'll happen with a boss and it'll happen right all throughout their lives. 
And I would say if and only if they don't get resolution, then you can step in to support them or yeah. ask them if they need additional help in any way. And it's I love hard that one. I do too. And it's hard because we've done that their whole lives, right? We've had the parent-teacher conferences. Yeah. We've done all the emailing and correspondence back and forth. And now all of a sudden, we're out of the loop. So totally. It's my, a hard my, one. My pediatrician used to talk to my kids, like face my kids and talk to them when they were like three and four. And I thought, oh my God, this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to answer the damn question? Me. Right. But it turns out it's like a really good thing to transfer yeah. the, the answers to the kids, you know? Yeah. Okay. Number seven. This is one of my pet peeves. Do not check their grade portal. I was going to say, I think we're the only three people on the planet that are not checking grade portals. We happen to all be in the same space. They, I actually heard this from a number of parents when I asked for their wisdom and they were saying the same thing. They're like, it's not going to do you any good. It's not going to do them any good. It's just going to make it because you're going to worry. You're going to see that. Oh no, you know, my, my star student isn't such a star right now, but it's, and I've seen this happen. Their grades can fluctuate from day to day, week to week. The teacher didn't enter the assignments. They didn't miss it, but the teacher didn't enter. Just don't do it. Just step away from the grade portal. Don't do it. Yeah. I I mean, I think that one might be the best piece of advice we're going to give parents today. Yeah, I would agree. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to be a part of that. One of my kids, the college counselor at the school, um, wanted to show me Naviance. And I, so I said, she said, I said, I don't have my password. And she said, oh, let me look it up. I said, no, I don't have my password on purpose. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I'm not going to be applying to college. My kid is going to, and she just looked so disgusted with me and like, what kind of a mother are you? And I wouldn't back down. I was like, no, I don't want to see it. I don't want to be familiar with it. it, Because as soon as, as soon as you touch it, you own it. It's very hard to back away from that kind of information. Just when I thought, just when I thought I couldn't love you anymore. I I love that story. Yes. But she was really appalled. It was my third kid. So I had enough kind of um, like confidence to be like, you're not going to bully me, honey. You are not. (laughs) Okay. So this one, I love this one because it is really something that we strive for is perfection and it's unattainable. So I always think about Sarah Blakely, who she's the founder of Spanx, pretty successful Mm -hmm. company. And her dad, when she came home from school, used to ask her, what did you fail at today? That was the dinner conversation. And so what that gave her permission to do was to try and then become an entrepreneur, because that's the mindset of an entrepreneur, that you're going to try things and they're going to fail. So Going into ninth grade, you may have this feeling like every grade counts. It's going to define their future. They're not going to, it's kind of like the preschool story. Like if I don't get into the right preschool, I won't go to Harvard. Let go of that story and let them see that getting their first C or whatever else they're struggling with is it's a chance to figure out how do you study? How do you improve? And failure, we use that word, but it's not really failure. It's really opportunity. I love that one too. I did an interview recently with uh, the president of a university and they have a program at their school where it's not quite yet. You don't fail, but you keep coming back until you get it right, which is, I think high school should be like that. You should be able to send, you should be able to submit a paper over and over again until the teacher says it's good writing. How do you get to be a good writer? 
if you get a C with all these comments and you never get to redo it, right? Yep. Like, yep, totally agree. I don't have strong feelings about that. <laughs> <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I have friends that still make jokes that I was the latest sleeper in the house because I did not wake my kids. So I love this one. Um, don't overparent and don't wake them in the morning. They would have to wake me. They would come in and be like, mom, don't you have a meeting? Um, so I love this. Don't bring their lunch to school when they forget it. Help them become self-sufficient adolescents. So when they leave home after high school, they are ready and able. I will add one caveat to this. So... I was never the mom like, oh, they forgot. I'm going to bring things. But nor did they really ask. And when they, I don't, it's such a funny thing because there were times where somebody forgot something and they would text me and be like, hey, what's your day? That's where they would start. And I'd be like, what's my day? Where are they going with this? Right? So I'm like, oh, I've got a meeting at this time. Why? What's up? I forgot my blah blah And no different than I have forgotten things. And I have said to them, oh my God, or dad just called. He thinks he left the folder for this client. Is that on the table? Could someone? So I do want to leave latitude in there for just being human. Like I'm not talking about the taking lunch every day. I'm talking about like being human and you forgot something or you forgot someone to check it. So it's like finding that like what's normal? What's just being compassionate that we're not perfect too, right? So yes, don't bring their lunch every day. Don't bring the violin every day, but we all mess up. So where is that in there? Yeah, that's that's a really great point. We don't have to be super rigid where we won't bring them anything, but if it becomes a habit, then it's a problem, right? Yeah. And I love that they would say to me because, and maybe it was just like establishing that respect for each other that mom's not going to drop everything. They would start with like, hey, what's your, I'm like, oh, where's this going? (laughs) All right. Well, number 10, don't ignore your maternal or paternal, depending on who's listening, (laughs) instinct. You know your kid better than anyone. And if something feels off, trust your gut, tell them to open up to you, try to get them to open up to you. (laughs) Um, Anxiety, depression, mental health issues are so present and they show up in very different ways. So it might be anger, it might be withdrawal, it might be a whole host of symptoms, but you'll know. I mean, you know your kid and while there are hormones going on and it, and there's a lot of transition and change with high school, just keep an eye on it and make sure that they're doing okay. And and I always somebody gave me a, a piece of wisdom a while back and they said, when you talk to your kids about high school, ask them about their friends. Like How's so-and-so doing? Is he doing okay in high school? Is he struggling at all? Because once they start talking about their friends, it seems like it opens up the door for them to say, he is, and you know what? So am I, or he's fine. We're all good. So sometimes take the, the focus off of them. And I think that'll help them open up a little bit more. Can I address the last one? Yes. All right. So I, I want to um, just tell you about curiosity. And the idea that um, that 
we want them to go out there and explore a world and be curious. And I just heard this quote, I think it was on, it might've been, uh, maybe Kristen Bell said this. Um, I can't remember. Okay. So I, I heard this quote that the, um, the act Pakistani activist Malala, whose last name I can't pronounce. Um, so her father was asked, how did you raise her? Because I mean, that is an extraordinary human being. And how does a parent raise that child? And he said, don't ask me what I did. Ask me what I didn't do. I didn't clip her wings. I love that. Yeah. It's just good parenting advice all around. Like if we just had that as our North star and said, I, my contribution to the world is that I will not clip my children's wings. <laughs> good oh, one. I love that. Yeah. That yeah. It's kind of the, I was going to wrap up with asking you guys, what's the one thing you wish you would have done differently when your kids first started high school? And that's really, for me, that's one of the things I wish I would have backed off a little bit more because you don't know what you don't know. Right. And, and I just, I, high school was such a foreign concept to me with raising kids that I was like, I wanted to make sure that they were good and they got the classes they needed and they did all the things. And I wish I would have just taken a giant step back and said, just go. You'll be good. What about you guys? I think mine would be, I wouldn't have made the assumption about what came after high school for all of them. Mm. Because you assumed it was college. Mm-hmm. Mm. Boy, that's, that's deep because that's a big deal for parents, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we still, and still today in 2021, the assumption is kids will go to college and it shouldn't yeah. be because there's so many options. Some should. Yeah, some, some should. No, totally. Yeah. What about you, Sue? Um, I think that I was very much in the story about where my kid will go to college without unwittingly. Um, I, I don't think that I uh, drove the process so much, but I was there in the background going, take every opportunity that's given to you, do the best you can. And all of that messaging was with an eye toward getting the best opportunity you could get for college. And by my fifth kid, I remember saying to him, he was um, deciding between two courses and one of them he wanted to take and one of them he thought he should take. And so I said, well, why aren't you going to take the one you want to take? And he said, I don't think I'll get an A on it. And it kind of broke my heart because that's the message he was getting from school and from the world around him. And I you know, wanted to be clear that that was not our agenda because we'd had four other times to have a bad agenda um, and just say, like, sometimes it's really good to take the thing you want to take and just it doesn't have to be an A. But I think that messaging is really hard to counter. Mm. So much great wisdom from you, my BFFs in the <laughs> podcast world. We're going to prick our fingers and do a virtual. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And and I'm gonna send a big. I'm gonna write a nice thank you note to Evergreen for introducing us. us. Yeah, yeah. yes, it's a good one. Well, thanks for being here, ladies. I really appreciate it. Isn't it great to learn from the experience of others, especially when it comes to parenting teens? There's a book available for what to expect when you're having a baby, but there's no what to expect when your teenager starts high school. I hope this conversation was helpful to you. And if you know of a parent of a rising high school freshman, please share it with them. 
This list was just our top 11. If you have other wisdom and insight to share, I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to me via email or social media. Thanks so much for tuning in today. As always, I'm grateful that you're listening, and I'd really appreciate it if you would follow or subscribe to the High School Hamster Wheel podcast in your favorite podcast player. I welcome your feedback and would love to hear any ideas you have for future episodes. Be sure and check out the show notes at highschoolhamsterwheel.com slash 92, where I will include all links mentioned during this episode. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with another episode of the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. There is no hood like parenthood. When you meet a fellow parent, you just kind of get each other on a whole nother level. Hi, I'm Kanika Chanda Gupta. I'm a former CNN journalist, mom of three, including twins, and host of That's Total Mom Sense, the podcast. I interview change makers on their life lessons, legacy, and superpower of intuition, aka their mom sense and dad sense. I've had some pretty amazing parents on my show. Hey, what's up? I'm Kelly Rowland. Hi, this is Chelsea Clinton. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. Episodes release every Thursday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Join my tribe at thatstotalmomsense.com and follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chanda Gupta. I'm thrilled to be on this journey with you.